Hello and welcome to Unfiltered with Alexandra, a show for anyone interested in healthy lifestyle and positive mindset. Broaden your perspective by listening into casual conversations and unfiltered real talk I have with people that inspire me. Many of them I've met on my travels around the world. Joy is your nature, the mantra of Sudhir, my dear friend from India. He is bringing the ancient Indian philosophy to the ears of many people in the modern world. His story is interesting, so to say. A tragic personal loss made him face questioning the meaning and purpose of life and he pursued the answers by first becoming a monk in Himalayas. Years later only, he started sharing his insights and knowledge with many people from all over the world. The quality of the audio was not really good, but I did not want to keep you this wonderful conversation. Go make yourself a chai, let's get a little piece of India to your ears and right into your hearts. My dear friend Sudhir, namaste and welcome welcome to to my podcast. I really uh, am thankful and grateful that you've taken the time uh, to come on here. your go-to words is most likely your mantra, joy is my nature. That's mostly how the people will know you. That's how I have uh, gotten to know you as well a few years ago. Um, I know you were almost always a smile on your face, uh, spreading joy and bringing the philosophy of yoga into the present time uh, tangible for the people to understand uh, what it's all about. So, um, yeah, let's see if we can dive a little bit into who you are, into your world and how, um, how everything links for you together. Thank you for that. Can you please do a little introduction for the people that are listening so they know a little bit uh, who you are, where you come from, and because you have quite an extraordinary path uh, from your past, then became a monk. And then you became the philosophy and meditation teacher that you are these present days. Thank you, Alex, uh, for introducing me to your audience. Uh, Pleasure is mine. I'm happy doing this. Always happy uh, to work with you. You're very systematic and that's nice. And you being Dutch, you are direct. That's nice. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I would like to introduce myself. I am Sudhir uh, from India. That's all. I have nothing else to introduce myself. <laughs> I don't believe that one. I don't believe that one. <laughs> tell, it, tell us a little bit about yourself so, because you had a very different past uh, of what you were doing as as work when you were younger and um, how you arrived uh, being a monk, how that happened and how from there you do what you're doing today. Yeah, basically I was an ambitious, uh, ambitious person. I wanted to like achieve things. So um, I was an engineer, a mechanical engineer. Then I also did my master's. Uh, two years in quality management. Then I worked in the Indian industry for six years. During that time, I was also into financial management because I wanted to shift to industrial finance and more typical, you know, ambitious, want to grow up in the career. Uh, But then I was interested at the same time in yoga. 
because one of my friend, one of my colleague was suffering physically from hyperacidity and other things. And he used all sorts of med medicines and nothing worked for him. And one day I met him and like every day when we see, he used to ask, how are you? He was in a different department and he told that he was better. Uh, and I was surprised because for a long time he was not well and now he is well. Uh, I said, oh, what, which medicine you are using and what helped you? Then he said, no, he is into yoga. Said, yoga? Yoga means exercises. How they are helping your acidity? Because it's all hyperacidity and you could not eat even. Sometimes the very look of the food used to create uh, trouble to him. Mm. Um, and then seeing him suffer, now he is happy. I was really surprised. And I thought, oh, yoga, I think I also should do yoga. Uh, because I wanted essentially to sit long hours to meditate. Because I was somehow interested in meditation. Mm. I was uh, reading philosophy, but I was never interested to uh, pursue it full time. So that's how I got into yoga. And then uh, in those days, it was way back in early 1990. So that is when we, uh, I went for the yoga and I have to pay at that time, 100 rupees, which is a big amount at the time to for a yoga class. But then the teacher told me, if I give you free, you won't understand the value of it. That's why I'm charging. It's not that I am for money. I appreciated and I was working anyway. And then I started practicing yoga. I really found a lot of benefit. And it was into Hatha Yoga and doing the kriyas, different kriyas like neti and all these cleansings and all. I really liked them. And they started helping me to sit and meditate also. But I was not interested in anything more than that. And then suddenly my mother died uh, of uh, cardiac arrest. So it was not expected. She was young. She was only very early 60s, 62, 63, I think. And she suddenly died. That was a big shock to me. And then all existential questions started coming to me. I thought I'll also die one day without understanding the meaning and purpose of life. Um, so I need to understand. This became a very uh, powerful question for me. And then I could not concentrate anything on my work after that. Somehow I pulled on with my work for one year, uh, but I was not focused anymore. Yeah. So then I decided to leave everything and become a monk uh, because uh, I thought that that is where I will find the answers. So I was reading and I talked to a number of people that time. They said that, uh, so if you are so serious about it, why don't you uh, go and pursue full time? Actually, that was the advice uh, one of the monks who gave me in Himalayas. I was uh, traveling. I went to a place called Uttarkashi and I was doing a retreat, att attending a 10-day retreat because I was also disturbed after my mother's uh, death. Mm -hmm. I used to add. So I was like taking long leaves and going to different places sometimes. So that is where I got this uh, suggestion or a certificate direction. Someone said, why don't you pursue full time? I said, yeah, why I didn't think about it. So that made me think seriously and decided to quit my job. And I was idealistic, so I didn't want to save any money. So I dispersed all my savings uh, and then I became uh, joined the monastery. So two years I was in a big monastery, another six years I was in Rishikesh. Initially, there was you no know, five months time. I didn't have a place to stay. So I was staying on the bank of the river, getting food from somewhere, everything on the bank of the river, you no know, mm -hmm. bathroom, everything was open. So five months I was there, then I got a place to stay. So six years plus two, total eight years I was there like this. It was a long, uh, tough journey, uh, very intense. I never felt sad about it. I was actually happy that I'm doing what I was doing. I have no money. My family members uh, were not happy with me, uh, with my decisions. 
so two years uh, almost two years they didn't even know where i was and uh, where they were so that also uh, they were sad that i completely cut contacts with them uh, but uh, what to do they were not giving me like you know permissions out of in a happy way so i have to continue doing what i wanted to do but then they said okay go ahead you cannot stop you so this was my pursuit at the time so i was practicing yoga studying indian scriptures at that time uh, learning from our teachers mainly i was in swami dayananda ashram swami dayananda ji very famous uh, person in advaita vedanta he is no more there 3 years before he left his body so he was uh, our main teacher there were other teachers also so that really helped me to study in a systematic way and contemplate uh, what we studied practice yoga at the same time and i really found uh, some of the qualities of our teachers really inspired me because uh, my teachers were really non judgmental really in my life first time i understood what it means to accept people and not to judge them uh, by seeing so this was a 80 year journey a intense journey very uh, uh, what you call uh, involved so i had experiences i had some uh, insights but then i didn't want to continue as a monk because the special robes and all was putting barrier i was feeling that i was developing a new ego which i call as a, uh, what you call a holier uh, holy man's ego we call yeah. holier than thou so i am special i am holy so somehow that didn't impress me At the same time i met veena and rishikesh she came there to study so i proposed to her i said that uh, why you want to continue as a nun why don't we get married and continue what we are doing <laughs> so she agreed she said it like easily i have to convince her i am good in convincing so i convinced her it took some time for me to do that uh, so then it was like no she said i need one month to think i said okay you can think uh, one month uh, and then next day i went and said did you think about it okay. so that was how i So this is this is your you you can say that this is your special path of uh, taking certain roads to come where you are today. And um, I've met Vina, your wife as well, and you're just both such a lovely and sweet couple uh, with a lot of wisdom to share as well. Um, if you see them, uh, because how long ago was that that you met Vina there? How many oh, that was long back. That was in, long back. Okay. Yeah, it was like we are already married for married for eighteen years. Ah, so. okay. That's a long time ago. How can you say that? Yeah. Um, the the period that you spend uh, as living as a monk, how has this influenced you? How you are living your life today? after i got married actually we both worked in a boarding school for one year teaching mm. different things i was teaching yoga and physics and mathematics she was teaching computers but we didn't continue there it was a good boarding school but we were not getting any time to do what we wanted to do we wanted to continue our practice and contemplation study we weren't getting any time so we gave up that and then we continued actually uh, it is in india one thing people will be surprised when i say i was not working for a long time how did you survive yes for uh, in the west you have to it's not easy you have to pay your bills which will be high in india if we are not traveling and if we are not eating outside we can survive with extremely small amount mm. so it's it's very easy two things which really cost is traveling and eating outside mm. 
if if we get a small place to stay in a smaller places its expenses are very low very low really low like we both were surviving very happily in a very comfortable way with something like uh, you will be surprised uh like 60 dollars a month $60 dollars a month for two people yes you can't month. imagine that in, two people yeah you can't imagine that in the west that you can survive on 60 dollars a month for two people to live so this is a a, a very and it was very comfortable it's not that yeah. we were living you know in a very uh, uh, of course uh, excluding the excluding the rent so include the house rent and all it was 100 100 a month was like extremely comfortable and then i continued like that for a long time because we i also got some money from my father and all um because uh, i was working i transferred some money to them say so they said now that you are not working we will give you back because now you are married uh, and do whatever you want to do we don't want you money so that's why with small amount we could continue for 11 more years so 11 years we did nothing no other job uh, continuing the same thing So eleven plus eight, nineteen years I didn't do anything effectively. Uh, then, uh, then I thought I had one day to share it with uh, others. So one day in a meditation, I felt that I was extremely selfish. I was working for myself. This feeling came to me. Then I opened my eyes, and then I looked around, and I suddenly felt that everyone is contributing. I am only contributing to myself in my own growth. Ever. Yeah, I looked at. I looked. Actually, that was a feeling which say sun is contributing by giving sunlight and uh, whatever it is. Air is contributing. Nature is contributing. Everybody is contributing. The shirt I am wearing, hundred people have contributed from the cotton grower to the manufacturer to the retailer to what I am getting. Mm-hmm. So I felt everyone is contributing. Not just for money, but we have to contribute. We have to give back. That feeling was intense. So immediately came out and then. I called one of my friend. I said, "I am ready to teach." So that's how uh, that's I got into it. And then within, within, it was a signal that at that point you were ready to start doing your own contribution. It came to you in in the meditation, and that the signals were there. And but if you would have tried to do that or aimed to do that earlier, it probably that you would not have been ready. You would have forced something against your nature. and because then you're trying too hard but if it is a natural thing that you feel okay I'm ready right now to share to share the knowledge that I have attained over the last years um that is a natural process of how life works uh that we allow life to uh guide us instead of that our mind is guiding where our life is taking us you're absolutely right you're absolutely yeah. right because actually after I got my I wanted to start teaching uh, yoga and other things. So some of my friends they launched their website also Center for Joyful Living. Mm. Uh, so, but after we did that, I I felt I am not ready. I felt I am not completely aligned. Mm. Uh, I felt that what I am going to talk is not I am living or or feeling inside. Mm. Yeah. So I could clearly see that I am not completely. of my talking i can talk but then i was not feeling it same thing inside you were so not i said no that. i am not yeah. ready they meant for years they, then they stopped it so it took another, like you no know, long time for me another 11 years i took to uh, feel that i am uh, now ready to share mm. 
you are absolutely right that's beautiful so if it, you uh, it if you come in that natural yeah it has to come in a natural way it has to come from inside and i think everybody knows when they are ready uh, if they feel it from the inside out um i've had the experience as well uh, teaching on trainings as well together with you and some people are straight away they're ready they can stand up and they can start teaching a class or anything else and for others it will take a longer time to eventually maybe start teaching and some of them will never be ready uh, because it is not in their nature to be teaching classes and this is why it's so important to always like listen to what is going on within ourselves instead of um letting the mind decide from where we are going um i think deep within ourselves we know it definitely if you look at your mantra joy is my nature and if you look at your today you're in india i'm uh, in the caribbean so we have quite a difference in time for you it is already evening if i'm not mistaken um what today brought you joy because joy is your nature yes and what event or what happened today that you can say this was a moment small moment of joy that i experienced that i take again with me in the rest of my life today the joy is i'm i'm looking at you and talking to you <laughs> thank you so much that is really kind that's really kind well we haven't spoken to each other in quite a long time uh, so it's really nice to, yes. to reconnect uh to reconnect like this and as well that the technology is bringing us back together uh i really like that yeah technology is at least helping in this time yes yeah yeah this is uh it's a special time of the year anyway um if you take away uh the practice of um uh, asana uh meditation and pranayama um what does yoga mean to you because i know the the, the general expression is it's a yoga pranayama meditation everything we take out the physical practices and then what for you is yoga no actually yoga is very um, it's a comprehensive thing it's not just asana pranayama or meditation mm. Mm. it's a lot more than that the core of yoga the core of yoga is to understand our true nature as joy even if i don't do my asana practice i am happy mm. i do my asana practice of course i am happy yeah. i do my meditation wonderful if i don't do my meditation i will recognize that i didn't do my meditation but still i continue to be happy why should i feel bad about it mm. because some days we cannot do it actually if i am skipping and if i am into bad things then of course i have to tell myself that this is not going to be good and i have to tell myself But, uh, what are you doing with yourself i ask myself that uh, are, are you a friend to yourself or are you an enemy to yourself so then i have to bring in the right practices because asana pranayama meditation they are part and parcel of yoga we cannot really take them out mm. so take them out of the yoga but yoga is not just that yoga means actually applying the principles of balance and equanimity in our life mm. yeah. difficult situations so now the whole world we are having difficult situations some are more having more difficult situations some are less difficult situations this repeated lockdowns and all you imagine some people are stuck in one small apartment six people it's not easy some people one person is stuck in an 
apartment. There is a big difference. Mm. One person in one apartment is okay. You can manage, you know, six people in an apartment. It's not the same. It's it's tough. It's tough. And then uh, the way the things are organized now, we cannot say anything in public. You know, you are recording it, so I cannot say anything about it. Is <laughs> all no. Uh, things are the best possible way. Mm. Uh, so. So, what is uh, the 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 teaching of yoga? Is uh, samatvam yoga uchchate? We have to maintain balance. Mm. Uh, yeah. It's not a commandment. How to maintain balance means what? We have to recognize that it is possible to maintain balance amidst all these different difficult situations. That doesn't mean that we are denying our emotions or are uh, uh, suppressing them or repressing them. It is a skill which we will. Develop over a period of time if we are uh, looking to develop it. Mm. It is exactly like anyone takes a, a a surfboard and tries to stand up, will fall off. It's not that naturally we can just do the something or something. It's not a natural thing. You have to be training and then you have to try and try and then you become uh, it becomes easy and then if you repeat it, then you become an expert. Mm. So you can do the you know, even ride a big wave. Uh, so it, it doesn't come just like that naturally. The same way, this uh, maintaining this balance in life uh, comes with the practice, uh, not just the practice of asanas or meditation. Even uh, it is recognizing our reactions to different situations in life, yeah. our reaction to our own mental state. For example, the external now externally there is so much of noise there outside. Yeah. Outside my house, it's actually late in the evening for us. It's already eight o'clock. Eight o'clock is not evening for us. We call it night because six o'clock is night for us. Right. So eight o'clock is. We never say eight o'clock in the evening. That was a big problem for me for a long time. And people used to say nine in the evening I will meet you. Nine in the night, not in the <laughs> evening. <laughs> nine is night for me. There is so much noise next door. There, this is all like you no know, uh, illegal constructions they do. Uh, they bring in these uh, bulldozers and then they will dig and all because they are not supposed to do them. So they do it in the night, and it creates so much noise. So it's very easy to get uh, disturbed. And but uh, this is India, as you said. Not only India, no many places these things are happening. Yeah. So there are two options left for me. One is to talk about it and uh, be angry and upset and curse, mm -hmm. and then uh, another is that that this is there. Why should I lose my peace for the sake of somebody else? Why should I lose my peace when some? Is creating disturbance. Mm. So their intention may be disturbance or not disturbance, but why should I lose? So this is uh, I call it uh, the yoga. So that is yoga finding, that, yeah, finding yoga in a situation in day-to-day -day life, and that is from okay, yes. how how am I reacting? Uh, where does this reaction come from? Can I do anything about it? Asking yourself like these questions. And then be the observer for that without labeling something as bad or as good, because that is what you notice, especially in uh, Western countries, that people are very quickly by putting a label on something and by taking a label on something, um, you make it very defined. But how your reaction is or how my reaction is to a certain event that can happen. Um, that doesn't mean that that is the same for everyone. Uh, it's like right now I can say like, you know, the quality of this recording is going to be very challenging for a lot of people to listen into. 
okay, you can have your opinion about that. You can put a label on it. It's good. It's bad. I say it is good because I enjoy the conversation and I make my effort to listen into that. Um, if you're going to straight away say from, hey, uh, it's um, that conversation because the audio quality is not very good. Um, okay, that's your opinion. You're allowed to have it, uh, but not everybody reacts in the same way. So I do hope that a lot of people will say, no, I enjoy the conversation and the noise or the sound quality. Hey, it's India. That can happen sometimes. And on the other hand, I'm in the Caribbean, so that means as well, my sound quality is not always superb either. Um, that is just how life goes. That is just basically how it is day to day. Um, do you let yourself still be inspired by movies, books that you read, uh, people that you meet maybe? Um, is there a book or somebody that you know that is maybe uh, well known in the world that has inspired you a lot and you would love to sit down with that person, have a chai or maybe a coffee? And who would that be? And what would you ask him or her? Oh, I have many, many such uh, people and uh, movies, of course. I used to see movies long back, but I stopped. Then I, again, looked into some of them. Mm. It also, I found, uh, depends on our mood. Mm. Uh, it, uh, depends on our mood. Uh, for me, I'm not governed by my moods because I can change my mood. Mm. But then uh, sometimes uh, go with the mood. Why not? Yes. So when we go with our mood, then I can see that uh, some movies... Uh, sometimes I like to see serious movies. Mm. Um, uh, sometimes we cannot see them, like we cannot watch. We want to see some hilarious movie, light movie, yes. which doesn't uh, leave any impression. So if, that depends on, like the, now, on the... Yeah, but if right now you could sit down with somebody who has maybe in your past or maybe at this moment has inspired you a lot, who would that person be? And what would you ask him or her? Oh, I have a number of such people, so it's uh, let's, make, let's make it. Let's make exactly it choice. One person. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I can say it like a group of uh, people because mm -hmm. uh, when I was a monk, I had to meet a lot of young monks who were very idealistic and very inspired. Mm. So we all used to spend time, like six hours, eight hours, chatting about the spiritual things, discussing and debating. And we were sitting with chai. Most of the time we used to, because it's also in Rishikesh, it is cold. Yeah. So we will take in a big glass of tea and then we keep, we hold it like that. More uh, than drinking is holding it, which gives us a lot of joy because it's warm. Mm. And then we keep drinking and then once it is done, we refill. And we used to have six to eight hours of uh, like uh, chatting and all. So those were really uh, inspiring uh, times for me. So if I can meet such people, I still have some friends who mm. who can really debate or discuss uh, these things uh, without any uh, judgments and without uh, uh, without any uh, uh, what do you call a bias. Yes. Open intellectually, 
discussions where, uh, for example, if I may find myself wrong, then I'll be happy to accept. Mm. And when I point out something, uh, they write, they accept it. Mm. So that is the company I like. A company of friends who are uh, non-judgmental and at the same time who are very, uh, like we say the expression, uh, vibe attracts the tribe. Yeah. So the similar tribe, so, uh, like... Uh, that you can then yes, openly, I, yeah, you can then openly discuss uh, and talk on subjects that uh, are occupying you and your mind, and but it's the same thing for them as well, definitely. Um, is there anything uh, for what happened maybe today, or um, that you would like to give as advice? Uh, for the people listening in, is there anything that you would say in general? Let's say they are um, looking to dive a little bit deeper in the world of meditation, pranayama, uh, mindfulness, um, how to live well and how to find the integration of what yoga can do for them into their day-to-day -day life. Is there any advice you would have for them where they could start, how they could start? without straight away needing to go to like a teacher training. Yeah, I can't say really any big advice uh, because I don't consider myself as someone who advises. I can only uh, like to uh, like, uh, like a friend share. What I can share uh, with them some of my insights is that uh, uh, cheerfulness is very important in life. Mm. So the cheerfulness bring in a lot of positivity and that positivity will bring in strength and then people can do what they want to do. Mm. So even if there are uh, problems uh, around us, we should maintain that spirit of cheerfulness as we call in yoga santosha. So with that cheerfulness, we should do whatever we are doing. Mm. So what we are doing is uh, not the primary. How we are doing is the primary uh, primary thing. So, for example, we can do something with happiness or we can do something for the sake of happiness. So, yeah. my uh, uh, feeling is that it will be nice to do things with cheerfulness. Not much bothered about what outcome it will give. Just do it because you like it. You not, And at the same time, of course, we need to be careful. Uh, uh, something, I may like it, but it may not be good. So, I should have the discernment between what I like and what is good for me and mm -hmm. for others around me. So we, we, if I if I don't have the discernment between what I like and what is uh, not what is good, then I will end up doing uh, not so good things. Mm. So so I should. Uh, it will be a blessing if we can fall in line with what I like and what is good. If they are same, wonderful. But what I like uh, is not good for me. What I don't like is uh, uh, is good for me. Then we need to work a bit uh, and. Uh, come into line with that um, and doing things with uh, joy doing things with joy uh, not uh, caught up with the end results uh, end results will anyway come uh, even if they can be coming a little less or a little more doesn't matter but uh, the process becomes joyful so enjoying the process and uh, remaining uh, cheerful during the process uh, not too much uh, attaching too much value to the mm -hmm. end result that is good. Yeah.
That is beautiful. Thank yes. you so much. I think that's going to be very helpful for a lot of people to uh, more focus whatever they are doing, focus on process, uh, focusing on bringing a positive mindset and cheerfulness in that what they are doing and then having sort of a detachment of what the outcome is going to be uh, because that, you know, uh, you should enjoy every little moment in life, even some not areas are less. detached, I would like to just make the amend. Mm -hmm. Not completely detached, you should keep on the result. It's not that, you know, we don't want the outcome, mm -hmm. but uh, not completely attaching all the value to that, attaching yeah. more value to the process. Thank you so much. Um, I want to thank you a lot for your time, uh, for your time to carve this out of your day and sharing all your wisdom with the beautiful people listening into this. I'm wishing you and Vina a very good night, not evening, but a good night. And um, I'm sure thank that you. we are touching base soon again. Thank you so much. Thank you, Alex. Thanks for this opportunity. So... Thank you so much.